Hey everybody and welcome to episode 54 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 54. I hope you all well. Um, I know last week's episode was a doozy. It was a great one with Jason. I can't wait to get him back on again. It's always a pleasure speaking to Jason. Um, and we covered some great topics and we got some really good feedback from that. Um, and you know, guys, it's just always good to be able to get to just to open up yourself up to different topics, open your mind up. Whether you agree, you don't agree, it's always good just to put different information out to people so they can sort of see the other side of the coin. Um, and, you know, usually once you open that rabbit hole, people start to dive into it and see how deep it really goes, which is fabulous. You know? And also, once again, guys, www.reviveyourself.co for our free four-day gut revival mini course. Anyone's going for a chronic issue, jump on that. I've been getting some, um, as always people in there uh, loving loving that group loving the, the four days and really getting some education into what's going on with their pro- problems and if you've got any uh, further issues then you can always hit me up with an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co if you want to work one-on-one or see how we can help you we, we give a free call a free consultation and then we go from there to see what programs we have got which could best benefit you well now that's all out of the way, I just want to talk about today's episode and we've got a returning guest and that's Dr. Glenn Livingstone um, from, well, the author of Never Binge Again, uh, he's all the way from Portland, Oregon and this episode is a little bit different. Um, in the first episode we talked all about his book and how it was to stop overeating and just we went deep into different issues about anxiety, what made him qualified to comment on this, you know, he's, he's a, he's a uh, psychologist um, and the people we've been helping, and and the, the lizard brain or the reptile brain, which is say in different parts of the human brain, we talked all about that. And in this episode, he's going to use these methods on me, and I actually open up about certain things in my life that I didn't think we'd be talking about, which is which is good and honest. And you'll get to see how these methods that he has got in his book would work if it was applied to you. Um, and it's very very powerful. Um, as you'll be, as you'll be, as you'll be able to see, episode. So, without further ado, here he is. Here's Glenn, um, Doctor Livingston, I should say. And I'll see you on the other side. So, guys, we've got Doctor Glenn Livingstone back on the show, author of Never Been Again. Um, and today we're going to be discussing, well, me really. We're going to be showing you guys uh, what Glenn does um, with his with his clients and how how his methods can actually help you um, through it. So. Glenn's actually, as we said before, based in Oregon. So how's, how's things out there today, Glenn? Things are very nice. It's a little grey and rainy, which it's prone to do this time of year in Oregon. Um, but I'm happy and healthy and looking forward to working with you today, Ryan. Happy to be back. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, because I know certain parts of America, I mean, myself, I was over in Valdezere in France last week. We, I know they've had, they, when I was away, they had a lot of snow in England, actually. It got quite a bit of snow to minus six, and I was away in there. Minus 21 it got to at one point, though, isn't it? Which is really cold. It, 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 is that Celsius? That's Celsius, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, okay. that was so cold yeah. that when you when you walked out, you could actually feel your nasal hairs begin to freeze. That's how cold it was. Yeah. Um, you know, i got to tell you, one, one time I was in Naples, Florida, it was 111 degrees. Right. And I had to take a plane to Minneapolis, St. Paul. When I got off the plane in Minneapolis, St. Paul, it was minus 31 and I thought maybe the pilot landed on Mars or something because it was just such a foreign experience. Anyway, um, no, that's my nice. It's amazing right, how cold it is. Because we, we get sometimes like minus, I think they had minus six over here, and you get like minus maybe six, seven, but like minus 21 was a new experience. It was because you wrap up and your body's warm, but anything is exposed because you're not wearing long johns. When you're skiing, it's not a problem, but um, your legs are really cold and any part of your face when you're out there for any any short period of time, it's a problem. But I've even seen in America, they've had quite a few storms, right, recently? 
Stormers? Storms, storms. Like there's been quite a few. Um, oh, there have been quite a few storms. storms yeah. Yeah, quite a few places yeah. have, have been almost like uh, gone through quite a uh, quite a torrid time. I think a couple of my clients over in uh, Jersey and Philadelphia have been quite hit, hit quite bad. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually, actually from that area, from the New York area originally, but I live on the West Coast now, so I yeah. don't pay as much attention. But I know that they're suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are suffering. So today, Glenn. Um, so you got you want to you want to coach me through something, okay? So I'll I'll give I'll give you over to you, and we'll we'll go on whatever you whatever process you would like to go through. Yeah. So if, um, just to remind people what I do, mm-hmm. I wrote a kind of weird book about um, fighting your inner pig, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like to call it a pig; they like to call it their food monster, or um, yeah, and any kind of a name that's not like a cute puppy that you want to nurture because what I found in my experience is that overcoming of reading is a lot more like capturing, caging a rabbit animal than it is nurturing your inner wounded child back to health. And so what we do is we form a separation between our constructive and destructive thoughts. And we assign all of our destructive thoughts to a fictitious entity. We, I call mine my inner pig. Um, you can call it a food monster, whatever you want to call it. And then we make really clear lines in the sand. So it's really clear to us when our, um, you know, when our food monster is talking and when we're talking. So if I say, for example, you know, I'm, I'm never going to have chocolate on a weekday. I'm only ever going to have chocolate on Saturday or Sunday. I've got a really, really clear, um, line in the sand, a really, really clear rule so that I know if I hear a little voice in my head that says chocolate comes from a cocoa bean and a cocoa bean grows on a plant and therefore chocolate's a vegetable and there's no reason you can't have it today and it's a Wednesday, I know that that's a pig squeal. Um, The chocolate on a Wednesday is pig slop. The voice in my head that says I should have it is pig squeal. I I don't eat pig slop and I don't let farm animals tell me what to do. And as crazy as that sounds, having that type of a separation can give you the extra microseconds that you need at the moment of impulse to... Um, to wake up and remember the kind of person that you're looking to be. Because really when you say, I don't eat chocolate during the week, you're saying, I'm not the kind of person who eats chocolate during the week. Um, And character trumps willpower. Character trumps willpower. You don't have to make decisions all day long when you decide on the kind of person that you want to be. So that's probably the quickest and dirtiest summary of what I could tell you about Never Binge Again. And if I recall last time, Ryan, um, when I was giving your listeners the advice to pick their single worst food trigger or eating behavior mm-hmm. um, and make one rule for it, there was something that you wanted to tackle yourself. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was coffee. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't drink I don't drink coffee. It's weird. Some things I can just drop out very easy. So for me, in the week, um, I sometimes do that. I'll get a craving. I know sometimes it, you know, it's me craving it or the bugs inside me craving it, but it'll be, it'll be a chocolate. Or it'll be um, generally I can stay away from desserts and things like that, even if they're high quality and organic, etc. But I will sometimes find myself um, reaching, or I mean that I'll I'll drive sometimes twenty minutes uh, and one way and twenty minutes back to go and make sure the chocolate I'm buying is is organic and it's raw and it's whatever it is, it's top quality. But it's still sometimes I get that in the week where um, I feel like I need that sweet craving, and it's also. There also sometimes is something there's like a reward for a hard day of work or the amount of work I've done. So that's my thing. I'm I'm a bit of a chocolate uh, chocoholic when it comes to that. I say chocoholic. Maybe I'll have. Go, do you know what Ombar is, Glenn? Have you know what Ombar is? No, I don't. Okay, they did do it in America as well. So Ombar is like a raw chocolate. It's made with coconut milk and. Um, it's got coconut sugar in it, and uh, they also put some um, live bacteria in there, probiotics. But so it's a high quality bar, but it's still, you know, it's not great um, for me to have two, three times a week, I suppose. Um, so I'd like to be able to to get that and, and, the, and the cravings out of that for really um, gone. So, what role would you like the chocolate to play in your life? Is this something you want to give up? Is it something you want to have once a week? Is it? Yeah, special, yeah. special occasions. What, what do you want to do? Yeah, so I'd say um, on a on a maybe on a on a, on a Sunday, um, maybe once a week, just have it on, on a Sunday when you're relaxing after. Yeah, like maybe a, a tough week, or just maybe if you're out, of, or or just have it for 
the same with those occasions where you're out, you know, and, and you can have a dessert for a meal. So you leave it, you leave it to that sort of occasion rather than, um, so yeah, rather than having it all the time or two, three times a week, I'd like to have it maybe just once a week, something, something like that. Got it. Got it. Um, so one of the things that we've discovered is that we have to make the definition, definitions very, very specific mm-hmm. or, because we need to eliminate the decisions. Decision-making yeah. fatigues your willpower. Um, and so forgive me for asking some otherwise seemingly annoying questions, but wh- how would you define a week? Does it start on Sunday and end on Saturday? What, what, what's, what's one calendar week? It'd be mon. It would be Monday to to Monday, I suppose. It'd be Monday to Sunday. You know, that's a calendar week. But um, yeah, my work week is generally Monday to Saturday afternoon. I mean, I, to be fair, I'm twenty four seven. I'm always working. But in yeah, my, in, in my head, it's um, I suppose Monday to Sunday is my calendar week. Okay, so like m- Monday at twelve oh one a.m. until Sunday at eleven fifty nine p.m. Right? Yeah. Okay. So if we said. I'm going to use some fairly strong language to define this, which is going to scare everybody when they hear that. If we said, I will never have more than one chocolate bar per calendar week um, again, and the calendar week is just as we defined it before. Um, Does that frighten you? Um, One probably does, yeah. How come? Um, cause I probably, I generally like to have, if it, if it's like, a so this is, this is what I do. Okay. So in the week, if I have something, it will be an on bar because I tell myself it's organic, it's coconut uh, milk, it's, it's coconut sugar. It's not, it's not your general chocolate bar. It's like a, it's like a high quality bar. So if I have them, they're only small, I'd have maybe two or three of them cause they're only small. Um, and so it's like a, it's like a mini, but on a Sunday, if I was going to have something, I generally might go for a bar of green and blacks, um, organic green and blacks. And if you get, do you get that in America, uh, in America, green and blacks? I think we do. Yeah. And I might, uh, maybe if I did that a couple, every couple of weeks, I might have um, two bars. So one bar scares me uh, because generally two bars is what I, I go for maybe on a Sunday evening before starting the work week. Okay. So, so never more than... Two bars per calendar day, and you'll never eat chocolate more than once per calendar week. Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll never eat chocolate more than once per calendar week again, and I'll never have more than two chocolate bars per calendar day again. Do you need to define what a chocolate bar is? Because there are these giant bars and there are these small bars. Yeah, I'd say I'd say a bar. Um, so, like a bar would be a bar of green and blacks, and then anything. So, if, so if, if basic three on bar probably is, is is about the same size as one green and blacks. I mean, our audience here are probably thinking I'm nuts. Just to let the audience know, if you're going through a chronic, so this is the point. If you're going through a chronic health issue, I wouldn't advocate this at all. You know, I, when I went through my healing crisis and my healing phase, I, I abstained from things like this for. A, a long time, I'd say almost a year uh, to get myself there. But once you get there and you get yourself healthy and you can take these little things, um, I, I wouldn't be giving anyone advice to do this. But I, this is uh, for me now. I'm healthy enough that once a week I can enjoy that and I'll do things around it. But yeah, one bar. Uh, so two two bars. One bar is is an, is is an I'd say a bar of green and blacks. Okay. Would it be easier to say how many ounces? Like, is this four ounces or six ounces? What's the max? Uh, let me have a quick look. Let me have a little look. Or, or, or whatever the metric is where you are. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. That's Using right. Imperial. Green, green and black. And while you're doing that, I'll just tell the audience that I know this part is not sexy to listen to, um, but it gets sexier as we go along, and it's really, really important to get a very precise definition. Okay. So, if, if we say... I mean, it's mm, trying to think our ranges. So they just go from bars, and their bars. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hundred grams. It's a hundred grams. Okay. It's a hundred grams. So, bar. so the maximum will be two hundred grams per calendar day. Yeah. Okay, that's mu- that's much clearer. So you'll never eat chocolate more than once per calendar week, Monday to Sunday, and you'll never have more than two hundred grams per calendar day. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, with regards to the word never, the reason, reason we use that, even though we can change it later on if we want to, it's kind of like the way that you tell a two-year-old that they can never cross the street without holding your hand. The reason you tell a two-year-old they can never, ever, ever cross the street without holding your hand is because you don't want them distracted by their impulses, which are going to be dangerous at that age. Mm -hmm. um, but when that two-year-old is older, you know you're going to teach them how to look both ways and cross the street by themselves. So you tell them never, which it's a little bit of a lie, but to their perspective, it sounds like it's set in stone, and it has to. It's the same thing with your inner pig. Same thing with your, your inner monster. Um, it acts like a two-year-old with food at the moment of impulse. There, there's no, um, there's no like really higher cognitive functions. There's no long-term goals and aspirations at the moment of impulse. It really acts like a two-year-old, and so we have to treat it like a two-year-old and present these rules as if they're set in stone. But you, with forethought and consideration, you can change these rules at any time. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. That, that's why you don't have to be afraid of the word never. Um, okay. Well, how do you feel, Ryan, about assigning this, the, all the thoughts and um, any thought, feeling, or impulse to break these rules to your inner food monster, your inner pig, or what, what do you want to call it? Um, yeah, um, I'd suppose it, well, what I call it, yeah, in a, in a, in a food monster, that's fine. Um, yeah. Um, I, actually, you know what? I call it parasite, inner parasite, okay, because I believe... I believe that a lot of these things that we're great, I mean, the research I've done, you've probably done it yourself, Glenn, is, um, you know, a lot of the times we're not actually craving these things. I never crave these things in the afternoon. It's always at night when I'm relaxing, sitting down, and then these these, these buggers come out and they want to feed, and I end up reaching for things I don't want, um, probably because they want to have it, you know. So I say my inner parasite. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that. But how do I feel about about two bars um once no no, no. Do, do, do you have any objection to separating your thoughts does it seem crazy to you to talk about your inner parasite and what your inner parasite will say no not at all okay good good it's just a mental trick okay yeah yeah well what i'd like to know then is i know that the parasite's going to tell you that this is not possible but if it were possible to comply with the rules you just made 100 percent for a whole year so you're never going to have it more than once a week, and you're never going to have more than 200 grams of calendar a day. What's going to be different in your life in a year as compared to now? Um, well, I think I would have – I definitely probably would have been a bit leaner all year round. Um, I probably would have, have felt a bit, a bit better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get uh, these – I think the cravings even may have less dissipated a lot more. Um, and also I'll be a lot, a lot clearer that the discipline would have been there for a year. So once you've done that for a year, then that'll be part of who you are. You know, you believe more in that you can do that and you just, these things haven't got control over you. You've got more control over them. Um, so you be the, the master of your own fate. Be a master of your own fate. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, when you say you'd be a little bit leaner all year, could you quantify that for me? Well, I suppose to be fair, I'm not I'm pretty lean anyway. But I mean, I just feel like I suppose more than that. I think sometimes, even even for myself, being being a health coach, etc. Like sometimes I'll 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 have the chocolate on a so Sunday night. I usually have a Sunday night treat, maybe a bar of green and blacks or two. And even if I don't feel like it, sometimes I have it just because it's there, uh, just because I feel like that's a routine. So it'd be good that I can break routines and I feel like I'm not a slave to it. That would be the best thing, you know, even a slave to myself where I feel like yeah, it's a Sunday so I've got to have a treat. Well, sometimes I don't feel like a treat, but I have it anyway. Um, more than actually leaning all year round because I feel like I'm, I'm pretty lean anyway, but just not giving into those thoughts, I think. It just make me a, a stronger person because even myself, I can get a little bit, I don't, like, I try to, when I, for example, if I'm out eating food with friends and family and, and I'm not having something that's organic or whatever, I'll still, that won't really bother me because I'm, I know it's food for the soul, which is not a problem, you know, that's time I can enjoy it and it won't even, it's not a problem. But other times if I have that, those two bars on a Sunday and I don't feel like I've, I need them, but I've had them just out of habit, then I'll, um, maybe feel a little bit of guilt around that. Got it. Um, why, this might sound silly, but why would it be good to be able to break your routines and not be a slave to your own impulses? What, 
what else would change in your life if you were really confident that you could break routines and, and take control? I think it just opens the door for um, breaking limiting beliefs on lots of things, you know, even around once you start to break limiting beliefs around uh, food, then it can be done around work and around um, growth, personal growth, yeah, and, and business and your reach, etc. So I think it just and around like all sorts of aspects of life. You know, once you start to break barriers, the more barriers you can surpass. Um, I think it just shows you that you can. You can overcome things, you know. Once you can, you realize you can overcome things. Even the most challenging things, things that have been ingrained for a long period of time, then anything's possible. Gotcha. So I'm going to push you a little bit on that because that's a really important point. And the parasite doesn't want us to see specifics. But I'm going to ask you: assume it's a year from now and it's already happened. What limiting belief did you break in other areas of your life that was important to you and furthered your life in some way? Um, that I can grow. This business, uh, business can grow revive yourself to um, influence millions of people, um, <laughs> and obviously we can get out to more, more people so I can t- tell them the truth and um, so make it, things financially secure for for myself uh, and my family in doing so. So by not just having a job, but by by having something that can can help millions of people, um, but also allowed me to live the life that I want whilst giving other people the ability to live the life they want. Mm. So do you, does it really make, does it make sense to you? Um, like if, if we were to quantify that. So a year from now, you'll have the belief that you can help millions of people. But what, what, what specifically would have already happened to your business, re- realistically? Um, you, you, broke, you broke the chocolate routine. Mm-hmm. You've got control. Mm-hmm. What, Right, so I'd have, um, so I'd have more, I'd have more, I suppose, followers, bigger, a bigger audience on on the podcast. Um, it's already growing, but a bigger audience on the podcast. How much uh, bigger? Um, at least two hundred fifty thousand downloads, uh, I'd say, um, a month. Okay. That would be good for a year. Um, I'd, I'd have. Uh, yeah, for, for, for that's, that's for the podcast. Yeah, I suppose it'd probably be up to around about five five thousand friends, or, or on, on my personal page, I'd have um, more followers on our Revive Yourself page, um, and then I'd also be able to automate my programs uh, a lot of the time, so I can work with more 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 people and get the get out. Um, or say automate certain 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 parts of it, so it's it's available to more people. Um, and yeah, things will be going going that way. So we can actually push the podcast out. The more the more revenue we can then make, the more people's lives that we can influence. The more revenue we can make, which means we can then advertise to more people, and we can just affect more change. You know, um, because I just want people to realise that they don't have to live in they don't have to live in pain, which is the big thing for me. So you, you'd be well on your way to helping millions of people. You'd have a quarter million followers every month and 5,000 friends. And, yeah. Um, you'd be automating your programs. And um, Is this believable to you that if you really got control over the chocolate that it would have a significant influence and help create this? Um, is it believable? It's... It, it, it doesn't feel like that. They maybe have a direct correlation, but it does seem believable that um, it would be the first step to me to me understand that breaking uh, limitations down is extremely extremely possible. Okay, okay. So so it'll get you a little momentum in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Am I being That's difficult? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very important that it's believable. That's right. I usually push. And then I scale it back a little bit to make, make sure that it's something that the person believes and wants. Um, you said your cravings would have dissipated. Why is that important? Um, because it's also for my health as well. You know, I know that I know that craving, you, we have to get a balance. Uh, and I know when I do things really well, I don't get the craving. To be, to be honest with you, a lot of it as well, I think it's a, a social thing. Like when I, um, for example, I can go, 
weeks, months without anything bad and it can be cool but going out and having maybe a couple of a bit of food with friends or maybe a couple of drinks with friends it's a social aspect you know we work all we work quite a lot alone um so i don't have like that office that office feel and it's almost sometimes just saying that like to get with the cravings um it's hard for me to explain it i've got off a bit, of a bit of a tangent there i feel like sometimes the cravings come because i step out and i do things socially that aren't great for my health sometimes um but everyone needs food for the soul and i and i allow myself that time but i feel like cravings are showing that, that i'm not in control and i'd like to be in control of my own health rather than let something inside me dominate got it okay very good is there anything else that would have happened in a year if you get control over the chocolate in this way? Um, I'm trying to think. R- r- relationships, clothing, yeah, um, ho- uh, hobbies. Yeah, yeah clo- clothing is all good. Uh, relationships, yeah, maybe have um, another longer-term relationship would be good to get into a relationship there. Um, yeah, that that would be good. And um, maybe even move move house, move into a bigger house, so once the business grows, we can get things like that, and everything's on site, um, so I haven't got to go here and everywhere, so I can just concentrate on building and moving forward. So I understand that's what you want to happen. Do you think that breaking this limiting belief would help you make that happen? Yeah. And re- re- Okay, so that's believable to you. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Anything else? Um, no. No, I think that's all right at the moment. But on all of this, yeah, all of this to be done, um, maybe it would, yeah, I'm trying to, maybe it would, because I've got quite a big social friendship group, you see, and we're quite quite a big group. Uh, And maybe it would also allow me to um, break some of the the, um, beliefs around, uh, beliefs around, Taking criticism from people uh, I I love a bit better. So you could you could deal with constructive confrontation better. Yeah. If you not even not even constructive. Sometimes just 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 um, yeah confrontation. Um, and that's important to you because in a piece, you know, just this this just. I've been spending a lot of time. I used to go out there and I still, we still talk about certain topics where we, I'd rather build my skyscraper higher than everyone else's and try and say everyone else is down. And if other people don't believe that that's part of their journey and they just got to go along with it and that's fine. And some people need to find out the hard way as much as because <laughs> it's the only way they learn. And I just need to just let them get on with it rather than, I mean, it's, I love to put my information out there and list that people that want to change, it's great for them and they can listen. But if they don't, that's fine. And, and if they, running against it rather than getting pent up and, and angry and saying look, that you've only listened to the mainstream and you haven't done the research and this this and this you've been brainwashed just going okay that's, that's cool that's not a problem um, just do your thing got it so it's along the lines of the idea that in in order to be loved and influence millions of people you have to be you have to be hated because pioneers come back with arrows in their back and um mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to stand up on stage and, you know, shout from the rooftops that, you know, the emperor has no clothes and why isn't anybody talking about this? Yeah. And things are things are different than you think they are. It's not what the mainstream says. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to take a lot of criticism for that. And you want to be able to let that roll off your chest. And and uh, yeah, you you and me both, brother. You and me both. I, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's give your parasite a chance. And if this becomes uncomfortable at all, please know that I'm just attacking your parasite. I, I like you very much, Ryan, but I, I'm not going to be nice to your parasite. Is that okay? Yes, that's cool. Okay. Well, what are all the reasons your parasite, your parasite says that you can't, shouldn't, or won't comply with these new rules? And the new rules, are just once again, are that you'll never have more than 200 grams of chocolate per calendar day, and you'll never eat chocolate more than once per calendar week, um, Monday to Sunday. What are the re- what are the reasons I'd break that? I, I'd break I'd break that. Um, yeah, your your inner, inner inner parasite has all sorts of reasons why you can't, shouldn't, or won't be able to do it. Um, because by not doing it, I'd be uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe even maybe even periods of boredom I say boredom or just not being able to um, enjoy it say, say have night sin for example made a little bit um, easier or more more yeah, more comfortable by having a little bit of something sweet there just to to mean that oh you you've stayed in but you've you, you've been rather than being out socializing eating bad foods or etc you just had a little bit of an on bar for example so it's sort of like a reward um mm. i wouldn't be giving myself that reward um mm-hmm. and also by breaking down uh, i suppose it would be a bit, a bit deeper it's almost like by if you grow as a person grow the business then maybe you're you'll lose your social circle and you'll lose your friendship group so by keeping you there and not breaking these limitations you'll 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 stay comfortable okay I'm writing these all down so we can come back to them okay um and um, I'm trying to think um what else yeah I think it's the same with, with the business right once you you've grown if you grow it if you grow it then you're going to have more maybe more stress or more confusion. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it's good just to, to stay where you are. Okay. Um, so it's better not to do things that might help you grow your business because it's going to be too stressful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just make sure I write that down. Anything else? Um, no, I don't. Maybe no. I think that's. I think that's maybe that's probably it. Okay. Have um. What happens if you don't change? If you if you project forward for a year and you continue to eat the chocolate just like you have been, what? How is that future different than what you described? Uh, well, it's it's very different. I'm still, I haven't moved forward with business. I'm stuck um, where I am. Um, I haven't haven't grown to have that. I've had to influence as many people as I want. Um, I've sort of like I've stayed the same. I haven't progressed. I haven't developed as a person. I haven't been able to influence and help more people than I can. Um, yeah, I my friendship group has stayed the same but it hasn't grown it hasn't expanded I haven't been able to reach more people um, and I'm st- still in the same house I've not been able to move and push myself into a bigger premises so I can have everything on site and it's yeah it's much the same very good okay gotcha okay let's go back let's go back to what the parasite is saying and I'm going to read them back to you what I want you to do is just kind of jump back up into your higher self and look for the lie. Where is the lie and what the parasite is saying and what's a better answer? So when the parasite says you shouldn't change what you're doing with chocolate because it'll make you too uncomfortable, especially on nights that you have to stay in and you're not socializing, where's the lie in that? Yeah, it's just not true. Um, How come? It's because I, I, having, having it doesn't make me more comfortable. It just makes me maybe... Um, makes me sort of gives me something else to do rather than concentrate on the things I maybe should be concentrating on um it gives me a, it gives me a mental break but it doesn't doesn't make it more comfortable it just maybe takes away the it gives me something to do and takes away the feelings of me of, of maybe thinking about what I have to do to grow my business would it be fair to say that it distracts you is that what it does yeah it distracts me so it doesn't make you more comfortable, it just distracts you. Yeah, it distracts me. From what you need to do, okay. What about when the pig says that you parasite. need the reward? There's the parasite, I'm sorry. When the sorry. parasite says you need the reward and there's nothing else that, that can give you that feeling. Um, how, how are you going to reward yourself if you change what you're doing with chocolate? Um, how will I reward myself? Um, well, that will be reward. Uh-huh. Not not having it will be the reward. That will be putting said to my like 
always say to my clients when you it's really weird when because when you're going through a healing when you're going through a healing crisis and, you, and you're real and you've got bad skin and all these things you don't do it because you feel terrible and once you get your health to a certain level you can get away with a little a few little things and so you're not so bad but when not having it is a reward you know not putting putting things like that in your mouth isn't isn't a reward it's self-destructive in many ways so um that would be the reward and i'd reward myself by um i know being being growing my business would be the reward for it and maybe having a higher income so then i could um expand the business more and maybe go and see a few places in the world that i haven't seen and go and learn from people maybe take another trip to america to go and meet people like yourself and personally so that will be the reward longer term reward excellent you're, you're welcome to come have lunch with me i look, I look forward to that <laughs> um, okay when the pig says you're going to lose your social circles and friendship groups and you're going to be all isolated mm-hmm. where's the lie in that the lie in that is that we've had our social group for i mean we're talking 16 or well, 15 16 years and we'll be friends for life no matter what and you can go away i mean i went away for six months before to new zealand and come back everything's the same you know obviously life moves on but then you've you're always going to have those bonds and those bonds are for life um so it's not true it just means i'll maybe sometimes if i'm out traveling and i'm doing other things etc and for example i've been invited out to america to speak on things and um then I won't be around as much, but it doesn't matter because because of the social media and everything else. It just means that I'll, these things don't change just because you're away. Um, you'll yeah, we'll, we'll be friends for life. So our social circle will stay, will always be there. Very good. Very good. Um, what about when the the parasite says it's better? not to do this. You shouldn't be doing things that are going to help grow your business because you won't be able to handle that. It's not true because because the more I grow it, then the more I the more money we'll make, which is I mean it's it's, it's, it's through I'm I'm actually happy divulging this because you know I, and we're not making money in a bad way we're making money by helping people which has us to grow and live the life we want but then it also allow me to to pay someone to help me behind the scenes and to have more staff so therefore it takes stress off of me so I can do the things I can do the things that I'm best at rather than having to work on all aspects of the business and do things that I enjoy and then I'll get other people in to help me with other parts of it so in fact growing the business will probably become easier for me because I'll have more hands on deck um, rather than having to do lots of different parts myself there you go. Well, so how confident are you that you're never going to have more than 200 grams of chocolate again in a calendar day, and you're not going to have chocolate more than once per calendar week again from Monday to Sunday? I'd say 90%. 90%? 90%. 90%. Mm-hmm. And where's that other 10% coming from? Me getting overly stressed with work and mm-hmm. and just saying, you know, I need a, a bar of chocolate today. So your parasite says that there'll be a time when you get overly stressed with work and the only solution would be to have a bar of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Where's the lie in that? The lie in that is that there's many things that I could do to reduce the stress rather than that. The things that I do on a daily basis anyway, but I could go do again things like meditation, qigong, tai chi, and maybe going for a walk or going to do some exercise or or just writing things down, journaling. Um, there's lots of things that I could do to reduce the stress rather than just giving myself instant pleasure. So how confident do you feel now that you're never going to have more than 200 grams of chocolate again in a calendar day or you're not going to eat chocolate more than once per calendar week? Uh, I'd say pretty confident, 100%. You feel 100%? I feel almost there, yeah. yeah. Almost or at 100%? I'd say 98. 98%. Tell me about the other 2%. It's just when things get too much and I just react rather than having responses in place. So I just need to get responses in place um, for when it happens. And I just need to, yeah, actually stay in my human brain rather than being in my reptile brain, as you say. 
So the pig says that you're going to you're going to forget and be reactive instead of uh, going to the responses you just articulated. Yeah, parasite. But yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. It's I'm right. So sorry. You've always said you've always said pig. I'm guessing it. But I'm just saying parasite. Uh, just so just so my the audience know we're still talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It will say there'll be a time when I'm really too stressed and that'll be my response, my reaction. Yeah. Where, where's the lie in that? The lie in that is if I see myself doing, getting really stressed and I can, there are other things I can do still. There are still other things I can do. I don't have to hear like that. And also, the easiest thing to do is to not have anything in the house. Um, so it would actually have to be even more of an effort to go and get it. Um, but the lie in that is that this reaching for the chocolate isn't going to um, get me the results that I want. Mm. There's another lie. Can I, can I help you out a little bit? Mm-hmm. That, that's, re- that's really good what you're saying. There's another lie, though. Um, your, pres- your parasite is pretending like it has a time machine. Like it knows there's going to be... See, what, what typically happens is when we corner the parasite like this, because we got all the reasons out and we exposed all the, all the illogic in it, um, and we really amplified your motivation and we clarified exactly what you're doing. What, what usually happens when the parasite feels cornered is it says, well, okay, I can't get you now. You did a good job. I can't get you now, but I'm going to get you later. And you don't know what's going to happen later and you're going to forget. But you see, a commitment is a plan to remember. Um, you can't say to your wife on your wedding day, I'm, I'm really about 98% confident that I'm never going to sleep with another woman the rest of my life. But you know, there are a lot of attractive people out there and I might forget. I, I, don't, I don't have a response in place for it yet. And if I get you know, really horny or I just really get attracted to someone or there's a situation, I might forget. I might do it. See, so that, that's part of it. Is it's a plan to remember and it's a commitment in the now and it's a 100% commitment. The other thing is that the, the pig is talking about the future. But in the future, it's still going to be now. Like as I'm saying these words, it's always now. And so if you, if you never break now, if you never, you know, I'm going to call it stepping off of the plan you just made as a binge. That's not the same as an all-out binge, but you know, call, it, call it a binge just for clarity because um, you, won't, you won't hit the bullseye. If you never binge now, then you'll never binge again. When the pig moves to the future, the pig, when the parasite moves to the future with its attack, um, it's admitting weakness in the present and it's try, it's actually trying, it's actually trying to wear you down in the present to make you feel like, well, this is an impossible commitment because you can't predict what the future, but the pig can't predict the future either. And so you move, you take it back to the present and you say, I never binge now and therefore I'll never, I'll never binge again. And then you, that's how you lay down the automatic response patterns. And then eventually they take over and you really do never binge again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, how confident do you feel now that you're never going to have more than 200 grams of chocolate in any given calendar day and never have chocolate more than once per calendar week? Yep. Yeah, very confident. You give me a number? Yeah, 100%. See, now when you say that, I imagine there's still a little voice in the back of your head that's kind of niggling at you and saying, well, how do you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, at this point in the process, there's a um, bit of a paradox we have to embrace. See, that addiction comes from the lizard brain. This voice is coming from your lizard brain. And... We can't cut out the lizard brain. It's, it's actually been corrupted by industry. You know, there, there was no chocolate on the savannah. There were at these concentrated forms of, there's nothing wrong with, you know, for many people, just like you, having chocolate in reasonable amounts at re- just certain types and different times. But it didn't exist on the savannah. It's an artificially concentrated source of pleasure. Um, and, and our survival drives have been corrupted to, to think that this is where this is what we need to survive. We can't live without it. And internally, we always know that that pathway exists. Like, so the, the parasite always wants the extra chocolate. It's always going to want the extra chocolate. 
And we know that, so there's a part of us that feels like, well, we can't ever be 100% confident. So the way that we solve that is by taking a leap of faith. And we say, well, maybe I can't be 100% confident because I can't excise the lizard brain, but I can 100% separate my identity from the parasite. I can, use, I can do that with language. So I can say, I'm 100% confident that I will never binge again, but my parasite has other ideas. And when I experience a craving, I can say, well, I'm not craving the extra chocolate, my parasite is. And that's pig slap. Extra, extra chocolate is, is not, it's parasite slap, or we can come up with another name for it that matches yeah. the parasite. It's parasite slap, and I don't let parasites tell me what to do, I'm in charge. And by, by translating, as stupid as it sounds, by translating the language, the, the difference between I'm afraid I might have some extra chocolate and my parasite really, really, really wants that extra chocolate is enormous. Because when you attribute it to your parasite, you remember that you're in charge. And that becomes a lever that you can use to wake up, remember the kind of person you want to be about chocolate and be that kind of person. Um, and it gives you those, those microseconds that you need to make the right decision and install those response patterns that you're really looking to to install. Does that make sense? 100%, yeah. And it make, really makes sense. It's like you say, you, it, it is. I know, and the reason I use Parasite because, uh, I don't know if you've done much research into Parasites, Glenn, you, you, you may have, I don't, I don't know. They have got a mind of their own. They will infiltrate your nervous system. They will crave sugary foods. They will... They can change your mood. They can make you anxious and depressed. Uh, there's lots of different ones, liver flukes, ringworm, tapeworm. and They are inside you. They are craving these things, and they can give you a, a many different many different uh, like symptoms and, and cravings. And that's why I chose it, and because I truly believe that it isn't me. A lot of the time it is them. Um, and so I completely understand where you're coming from, and it is parasite stop. Um, and, yeah, it does make sense. Very good. Very good. So, so how confident are you that you're never going to have more than 200 grams of chocolate on a given day and no more than once per calendar week again? Very, 100% confident. I will not. Do you have any questions or concerns? No, I think you've covered everything. I think that we went quite deep into quite a few things there, maybe. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's just interesting how it all links up. Very good. Well, let me tell everyone you can get a free copy of the book in digital format at neverbingeagain.com and clicking the big red uh, reader bonus button. Mm -hmm. I'll show you how to do that. Um, Ryan, where can people get you from my audience? Uh, we, you can find us at www.reviveyourself.co. Uh, it's just .co, not .com or .uk. Uh, it's just .co. And... Um, yeah, revive yourself on Facebook, etc., and find me. But Glenn, that was awesome. Uh, really, thanks a lot for that. That was. Yeah. We do a lot of that sort of work as well. Our clients say a lot of it is very similar when they're going through their their issues and their because uh, things are always a lot deeper than what people think, right? The thing's never the thing. The the thing is never the thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so it, it makes it. Um, and for people out there talking about lizard brain, we, we call it the reptile brain. It's like the, the the first part of it. So it's really interesting. And thanks a lot for that, Glenn. That was really good. I mean, for myself, and, I, and it just shows to my, my, my audience, maybe my clients, that I am, I am human. Um, but yeah, that was really good. Thanks for that a lot, Glenn. And what when, when did you say? What website was that again for the book? Neverbingeagain.com. Click the big red reader bonus button. Yeah, awesome. And Glenn, you're working on anything else in the future? Or you got another book coming out at all? I have another, well, I have two more books coming out. Um, the next book is going to be Never Bitch Again, which okay. is about using, using the same structure of mind to support positive thinking and eradicate old tapes. Okay. And then I have a book about the, which I'm writing with Doug Graham, about the social pressures and how to overcome them when you're eating a healthy diet and nobody else is. Okay, um, awesome. Do you know what that's called yet or not? I don't have a title for it yet. I'm sorry. Oh no worries, no worries. Well, Glenn, we'll stay in touch, and when when never bitch again comes out, um, and social pressures or the book about social pressures comes out, we'll get you back on. Uh, it would be great to to go through that with you because, um, yeah, the audience need to know more about books like this and everything we can do to to help uh, people. You know, we get it out. But um, brilliant. Thank thank you so much, and for my audience, I 
think that Ryan is one of the most dedicated health coaches that I know. He's got a very interesting approach, and um, I would endorse you checking him out at reviveyourself.com. Dot com. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Perfect. Reviveyourself.co. I'm such a biased American bastard. Sorry. That's all right, mate. That's all right. No problems. Okay, good. Thank you very much, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Be well. So, guys, there you have it. That was episode 54 with Dr. Glenn Livingstone. I hope you got some, uh, well, you probably found out a little bit more about me and my aspirations. And, um, yeah, I've been up quite a bit there, which is which is good because I want you guys to see I'm human. And, you know, it, we, we all go through different struggles. And no one's sitting here as a coach uh, unless you hear true enlightenment, unless you're like Buddha. Then you've, there's always things we struggle with, etc. And just wanted to just to reiterate, when you're going through a healing period, then you're going to need to do things really, really be strict. The stricter you are with yourself, the quicker you'll heal. And you're going to need to do things properly so you get the greatest results, especially if you're dealing with a chronic condition. Now, once you've healed and you can step out and you can step out a little bit and you can live a little bit, but it's the things you do before and after that, whether it's a supplement regime and making sure the quality of things you're having is still very, very high, etc., because um, you need to live life and that's the point you know you need to live life and it's like damage limitation and you're going to go out and you're going to enjoy yourself but you know say if you're going through a healing struggles or crisis or you've got really bad chronic health issues then you're going to need to do things correct for a while until your body comes to actually be healthy again you get strength in your constitution but having said that i hope you enjoyed the episode and um as i said before you can find glenn at the websites mentioned and his book, which is a really, really good read if you want to do that. Um, and yeah, so that was it for today's episode, guys. As always, you can follow us um, on Instagram at revive underscore yourself or at Facebook uh, for Facebook forward slash revive natural health. Um, I've got my I've got my personal page. Or as always, guys, lots of articles and our free four-day gut revival mini mini group or mini course, I should say, which is at www.reviveyourself.com co um and yeah if, if any of you want to know what we can offer if you're dealing with a chronic issue and you want to work one-to-one -to, -one to get rid of an issue that's been plaguing you for a long period of time something that you haven't been able to to, to deal with or get through and you've tried other nutritionists and doctors and consultants and specialists then then we're probably right for you because that's the people we deal with all the time and you can send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co um if you want to do that otherwise guys until next week Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 